Hello everyone and welcome back to the Just Interesting People podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm going to pass over to Jeremy because he's going to explain a little bit about this special episode, why we're doing it, what we're talking about. So yeah, my name is Rosie by the way and I'm here with my husband and co-host Jeremy. Thank you guys for joining us once again. Um, so we we do special episode once in a while. Uh, we did one for Rosie. We did one for myself. We did into, we did one about the uh, Black Black Lives Matter movement. Um, we have been talking about uh, our journey uh, a little bit in previous episode, and we wanted to do an episode about what happened to us in terms of uh, pregnancy and infant loss, and we didn't find a way to put that in one episode. So for the month of October, we're going to be releasing four special episodes. Uh, so it's going to be like a series of four episodes. They're going to be going every Wednesday in October. And we're going to share our story about uh, yeah, pregnancy and, and, and infant loss. Um, so I'm going to let Rosie introduce a little bit more uh, the subject. But yeah, this is a four-week series. So uh, stay with us and uh, make sure you subscribe and you follow our podcast so you don't miss the, the next part. Thanks, Jeremy. So um, basically, October is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. And if you didn't know that, that's just some new information for you. And basically, a miscarriage is the loss of a pregnancy during the first 23 weeks. I believe after that it's classed as stillbirth, uh, stillbirth and most miscarriages happen in the first 12 weeks. So obviously most women find out they're pregnant roughly week f- between week four and week six. Most miscarriages happen in the first 12 weeks. And that's why most people wait three months before yeah. telling everyone is because usually the first trimester is uncertain. That's why usually people wait that long. Um, another couple of facts I want to kind of throw out there and let you know as well. So an estimated one in four pregnancies ends in miscarriage. And it's actually one in five if we count the women who don't realise they're pregnant and then have a miscarriage and they think it's just their regular period. Around 11 in 1,000 pregnancies are ectopic. Now, I personally haven't experienced an ectopic pregnancy, so I won't be, touching, I won't be talking about that at all. Um, but that's just something, you know, just another part of pregnancy that people don't really talk about and people don't really know about. I personally don't have personal experience, but it is something that happens. And about one in 100 women in the UK experience recurrent miscarriages, which is three or more miscarriages in a row. Um, So that's just kind of some background and some information about miscarriage. We have experienced it a couple of times, three times actually, and we've also had an abortion. So we're going to kind of use these four episodes to talk about our story, talk in detail about what happened, how things felt, how we emotionally felt, how we physically felt, the struggles, the good the ups and downs everything about our journey basically and try and be as raw and authentic and real as possible so I'm gonna cry multiple times I'm welling up now (laughs) so just bear with me crying but um it's obviously a tough subject to talk about so openly oh my god I'm going already (laughs) um but especially like certain parts were particularly rough um but I guess we should start with a bit of a background so we met in Australia 10 years ago in 2010 and my dream my entire life was to be a mother and even I remember some of our first conversations when we started getting together was do you want kids because if you had said no I'd have been like okay not interested 
because I really wanted to have a family, to have children, to be with somebody who also wanted that. So that's kind of the beginning, I guess. We both wanted that right from the get-go. Um, in 2015, we got married. 2016, we went on a honeymoon. And it was kind of after that that we thought, okay, we're probably ready now to start trying. Yeah, and uh, we, we bought an apartment in 2014. So, you know, we were like on the path of checking the boxes and, and we had we both had a stable situation. We had a job and everything. So it felt right. It was, it was the right time in our yeah. head. So we started trying. Well, we kind of, I feel like the first couple of months we were kind of not using condoms and contraception, but then we weren't also really planning the like periods and when I would be fertile and things like that. So we were not trying, but also not, not trying, if that makes sense. Um, and we eventually fell pregnant. So that was kind of, I'd say June, July for a couple of months, fell pregnant in July, the very end of July. I can't remember the actual, um, pregnancy date but ended up having a miscarriage on the 30th of August at five weeks pregnant. Yeah, I, I don't remember exactly the, the date about when you got pregnant, but I remember when you thought that you were pregnant. Uh, I don't remember the exact date, but it was yeah, end, end of August. Um, I think it was on Friday because I, I remember going away on Sunday for work. Um, and it was just a couple of days before, so it'd been like a Thursday or Friday. Uh, you're like, I think I'm pregnant. <laughs> like, really? Like, well, it's already? <laughs> well, yeah, it's funny because I think the months before that, I was like, oh, I think I'm pregnant because I'm doing my period tomorrow. And I don't know, like I was getting so ahead of myself. And I think it did I even do some pregnancy tests before. I, oh, I think that might have been afterwards. I don't know. But I was just so excited to, that we were both trying and wanting to get pregnant that I just couldn't wait for it to happen. Well, so it was unexpected for me. I know because... You know, like so many times you hear that it takes a while to get pregnant. Uh, a lot of people try for like months and sometimes years without. And we've just tried like a couple of times and I was like, no, nah, I can't be that quick. Come on. Like. <laughs> well, something else to mention as well is that so I, I was on the pill and I've had the thing in my arm and I've had lots of different birth controls since the age of about 15, 16. And I actually came off them. Um, I don't even I really don't remember when but definitely at least three or four years before we started trying because I was like I know that some people if they're on the pill or contraception whatever methods for you know 10-15 years it can affect their fertility and it can take them two or three years to get back into the flow of having periods regularly and to be able to get pregnant again and I never wanted to be that person so I think even before we got married probably a couple of years into our relationship um I came off everything and I thought if I get pregnant I get pregnant it's fine it's not a big deal but I don't want to have to wait two years to get pregnant if I feel ready so that's probably why as well we got pregnant quite easily because I hadn't had I didn't have to come off any medication to be able to get back into my regular periods I already had regular periods mm. um and something else to mention so like I said I think May was probably when we stopped using condoms and things and I think May June we just kind of had sex whenever we wanted to and didn't really think about it but I think July actually was when I probably started thinking oh okay I'd actually been tracking my periods on an app called clue for a while I think it's just good for everyone to know whether you want to get pregnant or not it's good to know when you're due on and you can plan in terms of pads and tampons and whatever else you want to plan for so I've been doing that for a while and I thought oh okay well actually we may as well look at this data that I've kind of been collecting for the past year or so and figure out when I should be fertile anyway ended up getting pregnant in July and yeah so like Jeremy said a couple of days before the miscarriage 
or before we found out I was pregnant, I just felt like sore boobs. I just kind of felt a bit groggy. Um, I think the main thing for me was the sore boobs. I just kind of felt like they were heavy and very tender and kind of just to touch them, it kind of felt like they were bruised almost. It's the only way I can really explain it. Like if you touch a bruise, it's kind of like that on my boobs. They felt super heavy in the mornings. And I kind of thought, oh, well, this is, this is new. This is different. Maybe this means I'm pregnant. And I remember like researching it being, what? oh, I need to get closer to the mic. <laughs> and I remember researching it and Googling it being like, okay, what are the pregnancy symptoms? And, you know, could this be it or could this be something else? Um, so that happened for a couple of days. And then we did the pregnancy test on Friday. Um, did I look at it before? I can't remember if... So we've done like, we've done this four times now. It's hard <laughs> to try and keep them all. <laughs> yeah, and that was four years ago. So Yeah, it was also four um, years ago. Yeah, I, I, remem- I remember when you did it. Like small apartment anyway, so <laughs> it's not like you're on the other side of the house. Uh, yeah, I remember it was a Friday. We were like super yeah. excited. Uh, yeah, like, well, like any, I guess, young couple that is trying to get pregnant, especially for the first time. And it's like, oh shit, we're going to have a baby. Yeah. That was like the reaction, you know, like, oh my God. I remember like we spent the Saturday and everything like downloading books, uh, looking for names, like on the first like 48 hours. Um, I was going away for work on a Sunday and I remember I downloaded a bunch of books like... Uh, Dad for Dummies. Da- yeah, here we are, yeah. <laughs> the French one, but yeah, I was looking for them. Yeah, like, and, and a bunch of like application on the phone and names book or application stuff like that it was like all right pregnant that's it let's get into it <laughs> it's funny as well because i've always thought about baby names and i think i even had names on my phone for like <laughs> a couple of years before that so that wasn't anything new to me a <laughs> yeah a lot like i've still got them <laughs> who knows maybe one day but um yeah so i had always been super excited about it and especially girls names i've got like a list of 50 boys names i found impossible um but yeah so that friday i'm pretty sure i cried i mean i must have done it, it's me yeah. um and like Jeremy said, on the Saturday, we were like super excited about it, talking about it, like planning it. I'd probably downloaded an app by now and I was kind of tracking like, oh, the baby's this big and by next week this will happen. And oh my God, in four weeks, they'll have fingernails or yeah. like and it was, we oh, were we so... going to be due in Yeah, we whatever, knew we were going to be due. We started oh, thinking gonna about... it's going to be a, I don't know, spring or summer, like I don't know, whatever it is. And Yeah, we'd started thinking about where we'd give birth, where we'd put the baby because we had a one bedroom apartment. So, okay, would we put our bed in the living room and then the baby could have the bedroom is there nursery or would we have to move or would like honestly it just takes over your life all of a sudden you find out you're pregnant and you're like oh my god there's a baby coming in nine well eight months by that point because you've already had the month of your period in pregnancy and things so we were straight in there like su- like like everybody else though like everybody else who yeah gets it's pregnant. just super exciting you know it's like a rush of adrenaline like going through your body and happiness it's like oh my god this is happening and how are we gonna do it what are we gonna do what like yeah <laughs> just everything yeah and then jeremy so, yeah so i went um i had a uh some business meeting uh, at the beginning of the week um i've been going away for work uh, yeah, a few times normal. like once or twice a week it was usually actually i like, just once or twice a month uh, yeah yeah but it was usually like back and forth in the day i was not staying like sleeping over like really often and that was actually the first time and probably the only time that i was going away for like three or four days um i can't remember i can't remember if it was three or four but it was more than one day i had a few training to do came back on a thursday yeah so four days yeah and i i left on sunday afternoon because it was 
the it pain he has to get whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I took the train on a s- Sunday afternoon. Uh, I remember reading, yeah, how to be a dad for dummies in the in the train. Do you know? What I remember as well when you left the apartment. I got so sad and I cried, mm-hmm. and I think I blamed it on pregnancy hormones. But I, just, I don't know. Like I don't know now in hindsight if I knew something bad was going to happen. I don't know, but I just, I remember when you left, I cried. And I never used to cry when you left. I just like, all right, see you in a day or two. Like, it didn't really bother me. As, like, obviously it upset me, but I wasn't crying. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this time I was crying, I was so emotional. I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do for four days without him? How am I going to, how am I going to do this? I don't know why it seemed like such a challenge, but I don't know. I just, for some reason, I was just so upset that Jeremy left. Hmm. And so Sunday he left, Monday I went to work. I was just working in a shop in town, like nothing particularly exciting. Actually... Um, so what happened was, so Monday I, I was working for a lavender shop and we sold lavender and soaps and all these kind of things. And they had four shops in the region that were kind of about an hour's drive each. And on this particular day, we'd had a business, not a business meeting, we'd had like coffee in the morning with the girls from our shop. And I'd said to my manager that, cause I wanted to get into photography, I wanted to go to the different shops and photograph the different layouts and the different towns and kind of the, the products in the different shops and help her with her Instagram and her website and things. So because I was pregnant and feeling a little bit ill, I didn't eat anything for breakfast and I got there, obviously I didn't tell anyone I was pregnant because I was only five weeks and you don't tell anyone until you're 12 weeks. So I had an orange juice, I didn't particularly want to eat anything, I was trying not to be sick at the table and let them know that I was pregnant. Um, So I hadn't eaten and I then went to, I basically spent the whole day driving to these different places to photograph them and I think about three or four p.m. I had a sandwich my first piece of food all day I had like a sandwich or a croissant or something and I'm telling this story because I remember thinking it was my fault that I had a miscarriage because I hadn't eaten all day and I thought oh my god I've not eaten therefore it's my fault I'll get onto that in a minute but that's kind of it's funny how these things that are normal you like on a normal day I would have done that and it's you know it would have been fine but because when you lose a pregnancy you analyze every single thing that you've done that could have caused it and you blame yourself reason, yeah, yeah you think it's your fault you try and think of a reason and that was the reason that I latched on to I don't think I told you that for ages yeah um so that happened on the Monday um and then on the Monday night I believe it was what day was that one I have to check I believe it was a Tuesday anyway so I think yeah yeah it was yeah yeah so Monday night I had a little bit of brown spotting in my knickers but like if you're a guy I'm sorry this might be gross but do you know what it's life it's periods it's women's life like every month whatever get over it um, but if you're a woman, you probably know what I'm talking about. So before a period, you tend to get like brown, thick, well, I do anyway, brown, thick blood, mucusy stuff. Um, not every time, it kind of varies, but I got this and I kind of thought, oh, okay, well, I was, you know, I, I know I'm pregnant, so why am I getting this brown, mucusy stuff? Maybe it's, I don't know. So I Googled it and I looked online, asked my best friend, asked Jeremy, told you about it. And I looked online, it said that it could be implantation bleeding. Which happens between week five and six, I believe, or four and six, maybe. The embryo attaches to the uterus lining and it can cause some spotting. So I was told, well, I Googled it and my friend told me, I think Jeremy probably said, don't worry about it, it'll be fine, just, you know, wait and see how it is tomorrow. Um, were you worried at that point or did you, do you remember? Or not really? I don't remember, to be honest. No. Because the thing is, so Jeremy was at this at this work thing, but he was spending all day working. And yeah, then I, was, I was training people the whole day, so I barely had my phone with me up. I was in a room with people and 
So, yeah. But then also, I remember the evenings and even lunch times and evenings, you would have dinner with these people as well. Hmm. So, you were pretty oh, busy yeah. the whole yeah. time. Like, I only really spoke to you maybe at seven in the morning before you worked, yeah, maybe a five minute conversation at lunchtime, then at nighttime for maybe an hour while you were like in bed at the hotel. Yeah. So, Obviously, usually when Jeremy used to go away, we'd speak pretty regularly and he'd be texting me all day. He'd be like, oh, I'm just doing this, just doing that, like updates. But I didn't really hear from him because he was super busy, which is obviously normal and that's fine. Um, but woke up on the Tuesday morning in agony. Um, and I would say that my periods, I do get period pain, but I feel like because I've had them now for 20, some, like 20 odd years, like... <sighs> I don't know if I'm used to it or I feel like they used to be worse when I was younger, when I was 15. I used to like lay on the sofa, almost feeling sick from it and couldn't really walk and move. It was just all like awful. So either I've gotten used to it, but anyway, I woke up that day in worse pain than I usually would be with a period. So worse than just normal cramps. Um, Went to the toilet and there was, I think there was just more brown. I can't remember if there was loads of blood or if that started afterwards. I feel like there was probably a bit of blood actually. Yeah, I think so. I think there was a when, bit... when you called me, I remember saying something about blood. But I think there was a, a bit, but not a whole lot. And then basically our doctors, you had to be like first come, first serve. So I walked straight to the doctors and stupidly decided to wear some beige linen trousers, which I remember. <laughs> because then as I was standing, so I got there like, say I opened at 8, I think I'd got there at like 7.15. I was like, yeah, I it was early be... morning because I was driving to my meeting me yeah. i remember so i was like keeping up to date and i was on the phone actually with you at the doctor i was like i need to be the first person there i can't let anybody else be there before me i need to see what the hell is going on got there had to wait 45 minutes outside and at this point i was bleeding heavily like i knew what was going on i was crying i was emotional i was distraught i was on my own and especially because my friends lived about a half an hour drive away so it wasn't as if i could call someone and be like hey come come see me i'm not well kind of thing um, went into the doctors and had to sit and wait and sitting whilst you're bleeding heavily in beige trousers is never fun. Had to then go into the doctors and talk to him. And I remember he was so blasé about it all. I was just crying and I couldn't speak. So I had Jeremy on speakerphone. Uh, also, so we, so we were living in France. I probably need to say that as well. And my French was conversational, I would say. Yeah, especially about that. You don't know the I don't know how to technical say technical terms yeah. about like, pregnancy. I've never, thing, I've never like, talked yeah, about yeah. like bleeding and pregnancy and yeah, how do you say and... miscarriage in French? Yeah, yeah you didn't no know idea. That. Yeah. So I was emotional anyway, and I was crying, and I had the phone on speakerphone, mm. and Jeremy was basically translating what I was saying through my tears to the doctor, and he just seemed very blasé about it. I was like, "Well, you haven't. What did he? What did he say? Do you remember? It was just like, oh, you're having a miscarriage. Get over it, kind of thing." Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know if this is normal in other countries, but he also put his fingers inside of me. And I know, basically, I'm going to be super honest about everything that happened. Turn off now if you don't want to hear it, because <laughs> next episode is going to be even worse. But um, he put his fingers inside, which I knew, which I kind of felt was weird. I don't know if that's a French thing or if that happens everywhere. But he was like squeezing on my stomach and press. Try, I guess he was trying to feel if it was a baby or a sack. And that was awful. I remember that. And he basically said, well, it sounds like you're having a miscarriage. And he was very matter of fact and very like get over it kind of attitude. And I didn't feel particularly supported or anything. And he was like, okay, so you need to go to the um, scan people. Yeah, the lab. Yeah, the Go's lab. Scan. I think I did blood tests. Did I? Oh, I think I did blood tests. And when I got there, they tried to scan me. But because I'd been for a wee that morning, because obviously I was bleeding. And I was I kept going to the toilet to try and keep wiping, like wiping the mess away, basically. So I was wearing beige trousers like I said I didn't want to get everywhere so I kept going to the toilet to wipe it all up 
and they said no you need to drink lots of water and not go to the toilet so I then had to sit there for maybe like an hour and a half or something just drinking cups of water continuously trying to fill my bladder because basically when you're in early pregnancy you need to have a full bladder to be able to see the embryo if it's there or not so I I was there on my own just crying my eyes out didn't know what to do what was happening Jeremy wasn't there my friends weren't there and you actually called your auntie yeah yeah I called my auntie that lived half an hour away uh, and I told her yeah like can you go check on Rosie I'm hours and hours away there's no way I can like I didn't even have a car because I took the train um, so I could not even just drive back or, or anything uh, I would have to take the train the train was like six hours I think it uh, would have been like um, a taxi a train a taxi a boat like it was, yeah, like, it I, was far it I was not just... no, miss, yeah I would like I would have been in Paris like, I could have just take a train and come home in three hours but I was like in the middle of fucking nowhere yeah like the the most stupid place to have that happening like I it would have literally taken me like at least six or eight hours to get back, mm. uh, at least. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was really hard because like I was like, do I go back? Do I just? It was complicated. I was like, all right, that that was the first time I was like, I don't know, like, you know, when when you everyone say that miscarriage, having a miscarriage is normal, stuff like that, so. I know I had that in my mouth, heard it before. Um, I was, do I go back? But I have no idea how long it's going to take me. Um, but that also means that the, my, the work is not going to get done. And I was trying, okay, like, can someone like take over? Uh, I, I don't know, like a million things were rushing through my head. Um, well, I remember it was, it was a really important contract as well, and I was like, "No, stay there." Yeah, it's fine. Like, and I, I was like, I don't know. It was so confusing. It's like there's no right answer. I don't know. And I now thinking about anything. I should have gone home because work is not that important. But it's not. It's easy to say now. Uh, I don't know. At the time, I didn't come back. Um, I yeah. I called my auntie. She came to see you. She joined you at the lab scan place. Yeah. Yeah, and you had a scan there, and they, they come from. Yeah, I had the scan, and again, this fat old man doctor just said, yep, there's no baby. Like, I just feel like, it's funny, I just feel like people who deal with that kind of thing should be women, because all men at least have some sort of compassion, because it's my first time getting pregnant, my husband is not there, I'm in a different country from where I'm born and where my family is, my friends are half an hour away, and I've got your auntie, which I was close to your auntie, so that wasn't an issue, but it was just like, I just felt so like not alone just like in trouble and I just didn't I don't know not supported yeah and to have a man just kind of scan you and be like yeah there's nothing there never mind bye like it was just so I don't know just I just feel like we need to have women who deal with women issues honestly anyway that's a different topic for a different day um had the scan and obviously I knew what was happening because by this point I was full on like heavy period um yeah he scanned he said there's nothing there go home and rest for two days so um at this point I think I'd, I think I was supposed to be in work that afternoon so I messaged her saying I can't come in for the next I think I had two days off hmm. um went home yeah because you didn't tell her what happened you just said I'm sick I just said I'm sick yeah. I can't come in yeah. um and Gigi drove me home she stayed for half an hour but I know she had to get to work as well because she had a very important job and she was 
she was very very good but I also think she found it very hard to deal with because I think she's quite emotional but she was trying to hide her emotions to try and make me feel yeah. happy uh, and she was trying to make me laugh and things and be like oh it's fine you'll get pregnant again don't worry about it da, 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 and which is nice I think that's probably what I would say had I not been through something like this so she did her best um but I just basically then sat on the sofa for two days crying um trying to be okay I guess um and it's hard because then when you speak to people they're like oh well you know at least you can get pregnant and at least it happened early and you know at least it happened at five weeks rather than eight weeks or you know next next time you'll be fine you'll have a healthy baby or all these different things I know it's people trying to comfort you but at the same time it's just the worst thing you want to hear it's like I don't give a fuck like I'm I've got you know I'm having a miscarriage now it doesn't matter about the next time and I remember actually going to the toilet um and like what like wiping and it's it's awful because you just think oh my god that's the baby that I I'd planned the names for I'd thought about where I was going to give birth we'd thought about you know the apartment we thought about clothes and like what we would do and all these different things and like obviously when you're on a heavy period you go to the toilet to keep it clean and wiped up and everything and I just remember every time I went there I just sob on the toilet crying thinking oh my god this is the baby that I always dreamed of having that is not now here Mm. (laughs) so that was super hard um I remember having to stay strong for Jeremy just being like, no, stay at work. It's fine because it's a super important thing. Like I've had the miscarriage now anyway. If you come home, it's not going to change anything. You'll be here in two days anyway by the time you get here. Like it's not, you know, there's, there's nothing you could have done anyway. It was too late. Like, you know, you coming home wouldn't have well, stopped it from happening. Yeah. Could I be here for you? <laughs> well, it's just that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's no, I don't know. <laughs> I've always wonder if that was the right thing to do or not. But it was at the time, but, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I mean, it's fine. Can... yeah. It is what it is, and but yeah, I like this this miscarriage uh, affected me way less than it did you, mm. um, for multiple reasons. Uh, first, well, physically, I was not pregnant, so physically, it was you know, uh, and. So I, I didn't feel like anything for a start. So for me, it was a thought. Um, and because and everything happened so quick, uh, you know, on a Friday, you're pregnant. And three days, four days later, uh, that happened. Because um, I was aware I didn't see how much in pain you were um, and how affected by it you were. And, and also, I really remember that I've heard it so many times that miscarriage is is normal to have a miscarriage. Like a lot of people have it. Um, I don't know where I've heard that, but I've heard that many times. So for me, it was like, all right, like it's just something that happened, you know. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 life. Like it's not something we we're not the only one in the world having a miscarriage, especially that early. It's, it's just what it is. Um, so I know that it didn't affect me emotionally that much. I, I'm going to, I don't remember if I cried or not. Um, I just don't know. Uh, I don't think you did. I don't I know. It, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was four years ago. I, I really don't remember how. I I, re- I remember like being in my meeting. Uh, and I told them like my wife is sick. Uh, if she rings me, I'm gonna pick up. Uh, I'll step out, pick up. I remember that, and I remember you called me a couple of times. I tried uh, so hard not to. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, that that's things I remember, and I remember like I was not. I, it don't matter if I cry, but I remember I was not aware for the meeting. I was like, I was speaking, I was doing my thing, and I was like, I'd rather be really somewhere else and 
with you guys. Like, I really don't give a crap about that right now. Mm-hmm. But I also knew that it would take me eight hours to come back. Um, and I was like, by now, like, if I leave now, I'm going to be back on, you know, Wednesday for lunch or because uh, it was no training afternoon or whatever. So I might as well wait 24 hours and just do my job and, you know, that's it and get over it. Um, I remember the, the thought about going back or no was like back and forth, like a fucking ping pong game in my head. Um, but yeah, after also, I've been always pretty good at hiding my emotions and, and, and burying them deep and, and stuff like that. So I was like, right, that happened, is shit, but I'll be all right, kind of thing. Yeah. That's, that's how I deal. That's how I've dealt with emotion my whole life so yeah it's interesting you said about like you always heard that miscarriages happen because even though you hear about it you never think it's gonna happen to you yeah like like me telling you guys now if you're listening one in four pregnancies ends in miscarriage you know that as a fact like i'm telling you that is a fact but the next time you get pregnant you're just going to assume like we did and like everybody else does oh in nine months we'll have a baby it's just like yeah, you it's... never think it's gonna happen to you and i now i say that after everything we've been through I, when I hear people saying, "Are we gonna have a baby?" No, you're pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> now that now that I, re- I, I really make a difference between being pregnant and having a baby. When I remember, like on the first this this time, we're like, "We're gonna have a baby." No, we're pregnant. Now I know that. Yeah. But yeah, that's something now. That's there now. <laughs> I think I remember. Actually, I just remembered, like, I think the first day or two, I ordered some books. And I knew you were getting books online. But I think I ordered them from Amazon because I wanted like the physical oh, books. Oh yeah, you still have yeah yeah like we still have them at your parents. Something about expect uh, how what to, to expect. expect. When you're yeah, yeah yeah yeah. I remember that yeah. But I remember that came I think whilst you were still away whilst I was having the miscarriage and I was like what the fuck is this bullshit why yeah. did this fucking arrive now anyway so after that I kind of feel like like Jeremy said because he didn't feel it physically and because he wasn't there physically either it was a different experience yeah for both of us this one like really different. Whereas then for me, it was, and actually when you said about like feeling things emo- uh, physically, like I said, I had the sore boobs and I remember waking up on the Tuesday morning and my boobs felt small and normal. And I was like, oh, I'm not pregnant. Anymore. I'm not pregnant. Yeah. And then with the blood as well. So that was like my, pre- my only pregnancy symptom, symptom that I really relied on had gone completely. And obviously I had the blood and everything. So that's kind of when I realized what was going on. Uh, so that's something important to point out that when you do have a miscarriage, for me anyway, it's same with the other ones. I think as soon as you have the miscarriage, all the symptoms go straight away. It's not as if it takes a couple of days to tail off. Like it's that like there and then you're not pregnant anymore. Like everything yeah, goes. The body's free. <laughs> so basically I took two days off work, went back to work and just told them I'd had, I don't know, a tummy bug or something. Didn't tell them anything. Um, I don't even think I really told my friends, did I? I mean, I told Karen. You told your mom. I don't think. Yeah. I didn't, I, 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 I didn't tell anyone. You didn't tell your family either. Like no. Gigi knew, obviously. Yeah. He was anti, but... Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I didn't tell anyone uh, until later. And I think only my parents know about it anyway. Do your family still not know? Don't remember things. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I mean, I, they don't know about the two other either, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, safe. that happened. And so that was August, end of August. And straight away, I was like, okay, let's get pregnant again. Let's go, let's go, let's go. I want to be pregnant. Like, because I enjoyed the feeling of being pregnant. I enjoyed being excited about pregnancy. I enjoyed the whole process of it. Even though it lasted four days, I enjoyed it. So I was, so from then on, 
in September, October, and then November was when we got pregnant again. But for those two, three months, I was on Clue and I was like, okay, I'm fertile these days, these days, like we need to have sex, we need to crack on with it. Like I was. I remember actually, I don't think we've tried the stray away in September. I remember. Do you not think? I'm pretty sure, knowing me. I would have to say, like, let's at least wait one oh, month one mo- to yeah. make sure that... That does sound like ev- something you would say. Yeah, everything <laughs> is all right, you know, like, inside. Like, I, don't know, I was like, I don't know, I'm not an expert, but I, I'm pretty sure I would say that. Yeah, like, that like Knowing myself, yeah. <laughs> so then anyway, so October, November, I was back on it. And we got pregnant again in November. Do you, do you think, uh, psychologically, like, looking back at it, you tried, we tried too quickly, like... I know, like, honestly, like, like I said, it didn't affect me that much, uh, th- this one. So I know I was psychologically and emotionally okay to try again. Uh, now that you're looking back at it. Well, I remember, think... so once we, so we tried October, November, let's say. We got pregnant in November, but before I found out I was pregnant, I said to you, and I remember saying this, if I'm not pregnant this month, let's leave it a couple of months. I don't think I'm over the first one. Hmm. Do you oh, remember yeah. me yeah, saying yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we say that, yeah, I do. So we tried again in September, um, October, November. Got pregnant in November, around the middle of the month. Yeah. Um, we went to your parents for your birthday, and I don't think I knew I was pregnant yet, but I thought I could have been because we'd been trying on the right days and the right times. Yeah. And when I go to your parents, I drink a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and so eat things that you're not supposed to eat. Things when you're supposed pregnant. to eat like cheese and sausage and wine and cider. And your mum kept giving me cider. Like I didn't drink any wine that day, and I think I, that weekend I think I only drank one cider because I was like, if I don't drink, they'll be suspicious. Yeah. But I'm just going to drink a little bit. And I don't know. Anyway. Um, so we found... When did we find out? I don't remember the exact date. But I know... I know it was a weekend. Because I know we had people coming for dinner. Oh, yeah. And I actually remember <laughs> that we... We did the test. I don't know. Afternoon, let's say. Yeah, I think... Because we, we had people coming for dinner. So it was before that. So it was literally like, I don't know. Yeah, 4, 5, 6 p.m., you know. Did the test. Final pregnant. Excited again. I was like, okay... Chill out. We know that <laughs> things might happen, so a bit less excitement, but still happy. Um, but a bit more in control, <laughs> I would say, and and it wasn't like and not as much everything. as okay, yeah, we're not gonna buy a toy right now. <laughs> um, oh yeah, because the foot. No, 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 yeah. no, no. <laughs> but no, just yeah, okay. Uh, and I remember actually, so our friend came for dinner. It was Fred and his wife. Yeah, from the Aikibudo. Okay. Yeah. I don't and remember. and I do remember at the table they came with a kid and and at the table at one point he said something along the line of so when are you gonna get this baby? Because he had like two little <laughs> baby like super cute and I was like so when are you and I remember like we looked each other and I was like, like oh, oh. we just found out we're pregnant <laughs> <laughs> like that, that that's something I really remember. I don't remember about that. it. <laughs> So then, obviously, after the first miscarriage, we were very cautious and very just like, okay, don't tell anyone, don't think about it, don't get excited, I'm pregnant, but whatever. Um, and don't get overexcited. So we were protecting ourselves, basically. Yeah, like, yeah, of like Basically, like, you know, like, don't... Something might happen again, so let's wait to have a confirmation. Basically, the, the, the three-month scan, the 12-week scan. Uh, so we make sure everything is fine, because... Again, like most miscarriages happen within the first 12 weeks. So 12 weeks plus one day, we're safe. That's, yeah. that, that was our mindset at the time. Um, so yeah, like, okay, we don't talk about names or anything until 
three months and then we'll which see which i found that so hard because i still had the app <laughs> i still had the app from the first pregnancy so i was following it i don't think i told maybe i probably told you yeah, and you yeah, were like don't tell me about it rose i don't want to know don't talk about it we're just trying a bit yeah we didn't want to get excited be, yeah. um so that i think we found out like end of it was definitely after your birthday so end of november beginning yeah. of december time and then obviously december we went to my parents for christmas so my parents obviously in england flew back there and spent the weekend with my little brother and his wife my big brother and his wife and his kid my grandma and my parents and obviously whenever I go home as well I drink a lot of English cider because it's I miss it so much and especially living in France you can't really get it as easily so I usually drink a lot of cider we drink like I feel like those kids kind of stay up at night time drinking together and like it's just something we did anyway um and I well, I remember actually we landed in Manchester and went for lunch I went for lunch with my parents and Oh, yeah. I told them I was pregnant. Um, my mum was, my mum didn't know how to act. Did she? She was like, are you excited? Can I get excited? What's going well, she on? Cried. Did she cry? I can't remember. Yeah, but I was saying, I remember <laughs> saying to them like, look, I'm pregnant, but don't get excited. Don't think about it. Yeah. Don't tell anyone. Don't mm. whatever. Like it's, it might not be a thing. And I'll know in about a month's time once I do my three month scan. So yeah, I remember being quite rough yeah. with them. Like, uh, Yes, we're pregnant physically, but in a sense, like mentally, just wait. Yeah, just ignore like, the Don't fact get that I'm there. Pregnant. Yeah, like it's just there, you know, yeah. We just told them in terms of like food and drink. So we could have, she could be careful with what she was cooking and, and stuff like that. And uh, then mum decided, oh, let's do a sushi making night together. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mum, for that, if you're listening, by the way. <laughs> so I had to say to everybody, I'm going to make some veggie sushi because that's my favorite. And I'm not going to share it because I want veggie sushi and you can all eat fish. And then I think my brother's new as well because Josh was like, Rosie, do you want a cider? No, I'm good, thanks. You always drink cider. Yeah, I just fancy a cider tonight, yeah. you know? I just, no, I'm good. Or like every day they asked me if I wanted a cider because they knew I was pregnant. But I didn't tell well, them. I guessed it. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't want, I didn't want to tell them because I didn't want to get excited. I didn't want the questions of like, oh, when are you expecting? Do you want a boy or a girl? What do you think of names? Like, and you, you told them about the first miscarriage, right? They knew about it. Knew yeah, they knew about trying. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They knew about the first miscarriage. They knew we were trying, um, but I hadn't actually told them. And so my big brother actually went home like a day or two before the rest of us. And we went for lunch with my little brother and his wife and my parents. And I was having one of those days where I just felt awful. And I was we sat there for dinner and I was just like, oh, <laughs> oh my God, I can't even. Yeah, they were laughing. I like... couldn't look at the food. <laughs> I couldn't smell the food. I just had to eat nothing. I drank water. And I think that was it. And then the food came and I was just like, oh, like <laughs> literally like having to turn away from them. And little brother was like, are you okay, Rosie? Do you feel a little bit sick maybe? Not morning sick, but just a little <laughs> bit ill. And I was like, oh, fuck you. I was like, obviously, you know, I'm pregnant. <laughs> Whatever. I'm not going to clarify anything until we've had the scan because I didn't want people to get excited. And obviously when you tell someone you're pregnant as well, you get the whole, you know, the whole conversation. I didn't want the whole week to be talking about the pregnancy and then to have a miscarriage. I didn't want that to be the Christmas. I wanted to have a Christmas just being there without being pre like not without being pregnant, but kind of without that being the subject of conversation for the whole time. Mm. So I told my little brother, um, but I said to him, don't think about it. Don't anything, just whatever I'm pregnant. Yeah, I feel like shit right now. Um, but I'll tell you soon, because I think I had the scan like the 5th or 10th or something of January. It was pretty early on. Was it? No, was it three later? months. No, no, it was actually around the between the fifteenth and the twentieth. Because I remember oh. we told my parents like twenty second. Yeah. So this was like three and a half years ago, guys. Our dates were a little yeah. bit off. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So that was the Christmas. Obviously, I think they all knew, and I just didn't tell them. 
went back home. Did we see your family that Christmas? No. I don't think we did because I didn't have... No, no, we went back later in January and we told them. Uh, so, no, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so uh, actually as well, over Christmas, Jeremy's best friend, Orly, who they kind of class each other as like brother and sister. They grew up together. Their parents are best friends. They're best friends. Basically brother and sister. She told her family that she was pregnant on Christmas Day and that was like her Christmas gift to yeah. them. So there was like a month apart between us, which is important for the next episode later on when we get into that. Um, so they were pregnant. We had the three-month scan. Yeah. And well, and also like in January, if, I think it was, I can't remember if it was a few days before the scan or after the scan, but we had some friend coming for dinner as well. Well, that was when we were three months because we told them. Yeah. That we had we invited them out. We hadn't seen them basically for three oh, months yeah, yeah. because whenever we see them, we drink oh, a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Actually, like we literally for Avoided New Year's Eve, them. for New Year's Eve, we yeah. literally stayed at home together. Yeah. I drank some level like fake apple. We would have cider. seen someone. It would have been weird that Rosie was not drinking, so we literally didn't even celebrate New Year's this year. I was like, all right, we're just staying home. We doing celebrated. Nothing. We just did yeah, our but own I mean, thing. yeah, we yeah. We tried to have nibbles. I remember. We, so we used to do this thing of having like little nibbly bits, but then it was like, okay, well, I can't have pate. I can't have sausage. I can't yeah, have salmon raw salmon. Or... I can't <laughs> yeah. have this. I can't <laughs> I was have like, oh, this. Is shit. <laughs> we thought about going to a restaurant. But it was like, oh my god, you have to explain yeah, to someone I'm pain. pregnant and I can't have this, that, and either. So we just stayed at home. Yeah. Anyway, I had the three month scan. And they heard the heartbeat and everything was fine. And I remember that moment. I was crying, wasn't I? I yeah. got so emotional because that's all I've ever dreamed of was going to hospitals and having a scan and feel like, not feeling, like listening to the, the baby's heartbeat. And seeing, uh, and seeing the little splinch. blur thing that you can't <laughs> ever make out what it is. Um, and so then after that, we were like, oh, shit. Okay, it's happening. Now we this time actually... we're having a baby. Yeah. But it was weird because, like I said, so with the... With the first one, we thought we were getting, we thought we were going to have a baby. Got super excited within the first three days, and then it all fell apart. So this time, for three months, I told myself, "I'm not pregnant. I'm not pregnant. I'm not pregnant. I just feel like shit. I have sore boobs. I don't have a period. I'm pregnant, but I, I'm not pregnant, basically." So then, to go from convincing yourself that you're not pregnant to then having to go into, "Oh, I am pregnant, and actually everything is okay," was quite a hard transition, and it was quite, it was weird to try and balance the like emotions and the thoughts behind it all, and be like, "Okay, so." Now I have to actually take care of myself. Like I was taking care of myself. Like I didn't drink alcohol. Like I said, I didn't drink. Yeah, yeah. I didn't eat certain foods. I was very careful. But it was now like okay, now I can start to enjoy pregnancy and I can look more. Because I think even though I had and the project. app, yeah, even though I had the app, I would look at what was going on, but not in much detail. I definitely wouldn't talk to you about it because you yeah. like we were both kind of like don't talk about it, ignore it. It's not happening. So then from that point, I was like, oh my god, now I can get excited about it. We can talk about names again. We can yeah. look at the app again. Um, yeah, we had some friends come over for dinner well, once I was three months pregnant and we were going to tell them that we were three months pregnant. <laughs> they turned up. Yeah. And we found out that she well, was yeah, and she's two like, months pregnant. I was like, what do you want to drink? Uh, I'll have some orange juice. I'm like, you're pregnant or what? And they just started laughing. <laughs> and they're like, Pfft. I was like, no way. Like, yeah, we just did a test an hour ago. We're not supposed to tell you, but yeah. oh, God, well, here we are. We're pregnant as well. Yeah. <laughs> And so, like I said, we avoided so them. So, second like, friend pregnant at the same time. But we, so we avoided them for like November, December, yeah, January, because we were like, if we see them and I'm not drinking alcohol, they'll guess. And because we wanted to protect ourselves, we didn't want anyone to guess before. I mean, I kind of didn't mind my brothers guessing, but I didn't want friends knowing. So I kind of avoid like whenever I saw my friends actually in X as well, I would have to drive there, so it's half an hour drive. And sometimes I'd have a glass of wine and drive home anyway. But this like for about three months, I would only have an orange juice and be like, oh no, I'm driving. I've got work tomorrow morning, so I don't want to drink. Blah, blah, blah. Which usually wouldn't have stopped me, but for some reason, no one like realized. Yeah. Anyway, told them that we were pregnant and they were as well. Um, so I went to see my parents. Yeah. 
um and we told them um and that's when i told them about the first miscarriage as well because uh, no one no one knew in my family before that no one knows still um so that's when we told them um I think we told Aurelie's parents. Tell your, how did you tell your parents though? Because I remember it was so nice, but I can't remember what you did. Um, you were like, "Oh, remember what Aurelie got? Yeah, for Christmas." I remember that we were talking about her, and I remember saying something along the lines of, uh, "Well, it's funny because you're going to be able to." Oh, you be grandparents together? Yeah, you're going to be like grandparents together and talk about all that. And you're like, oh. They're yeah. like, "What?" <laughs> we were like, "Yeah," and they were like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they were super excited as well because I'm an only child, so I, I'm the only child that they have to be <laughs> grandparents. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, they were pretty happy, but also still contained because we don't express emotion in my family. So. Yeah, it's all, it's all pretty reserved. It's like, okay, it's good. Like, yeah, here we are. Good. <laughs> good luck with that. Yeah. And um, then, so that was January. Yeah, end of January. Um, so after that, I mean, nothing special. Everything we was had, fine. We had scan in February. We went back for the, I don't know how many weeks scan to find out if I was a boy or a girl. <gasps> I uh, thought it was going to be a girl. <laughs> I, for some reason, I wanted to wear pink all the time. I wanted to buy flowers and like flower duvet covers. And I just felt like it was going to be a girl. I just felt super girly all the time. And so I was saying to Jeremy, I think it's going to be a girl. Oh, it's yeah. going to be a girl. And my mum thought as well. I don't know why we my were actually thought. convinced he was a girl. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why. Like people say to you like, Wait, oh, mother's me. instincts and you, you'll just know. And I just knew it was a girl. So we went for a scan <laughs> and he was a boy. And God, I've never been so, so happy. happy. I was literally like jumping in the street. Yeah, I literally. actually remember, like, but like, not even kidding. I was actually like, dancing and jumping in the street, and went to for a beer. Well, I went for a beer. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> I went for an orange juice. <laughs> and, uh, and already was having a baby boy as well. So I remember calling her, like, literally, like, at the bar with the beer, saying, like, "Hey, it's a boy as well. Like, that's cool." And calling my parents and everything. I was the happiest person at this time. I was yeah, like, yeah. I, I would have been happy either way, but. There were like 80% <laughs> chance it's going to be a boy. Because she convinced me it was a girl. You wouldn't have minded either way, though. No, but because you convinced me, like, <laughs> it was even more of a surprise. So it was, like, even better. You know, so yeah. It was like, whoa, I didn't expect that one. <laughs> <laughs> like, you literally just changed sex. But <laughs> so. I literally was like, are you sure? And he was like, 80%. And I was yeah. like, I don't believe it. I still think it's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I was, like, over happy because I didn't even expect it. It was, like, a girl already. So it was like, yay, <laughs> even better. <laughs> So then March and April, everything was, well, March, everything was fine. Yeah, just routine stuff. Right? Yeah. Um, and then April, it was the beginning of April. I think it was like the 5th. I mean, I don't tenth. remember my date. 10th. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I should remember about the dates. 10th <laughs> of April, uh, we had the the 22 yeah. weeks uh, scan, which is like the normal thing in France that you're supposed to do. Uh, I remember the 10th of April because it's my uncle's birthday and I had to call him for Happy birthday, but instead I said something else um, coming into that. So, yeah, we went back to... Oh, actually, the only thing we did before is that we chose the clinic where you were supposed to give birth. Oh, yeah, we'd done a tour. We'd yeah. talked to the nurses. We'd also actually, before, before this, I must have... Yeah, so. yeah, we had to kind of tell them when we'd be due. And actually, in March time, we'd... Because we had some friends who had had a baby about a year beforehand... And I told them by this time I was pregnant and she had like a baby bath oh, yeah. and um, yeah, a, bunch of things a baby bed up, and like yeah. a book or something. Like, just like four or five things. 
And she was like, oh, I don't need them anymore. You use them. And then you can pass them on to somebody else once you're done or give them back to me if I have a second child. Da, da, da. So we went around and picked them up yeah, that was um, age, yeah. and took them home with us. And that was like another step of like, oh my God, we're getting excited. We hadn't, we'd actually been looked at prams and beds and everything. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. And we bought a little. We bought a little dummy. Um, what do you call it in American though? Not a dummy. It's uh, the thing you put in the mouth, pacifier. Oh, I didn't remember that. No, we bought like a toy as well. Like the white, um, I could do do. <laughs> Yeah, like a teddy like bear. Like a little teddy bear, like kids have. And we bought uh, like a book as well, like to keep track of like baby's first oh, yeah, yeah. smile, baby's first outfit, baby's yeah. first this and that. Like, So we'd bought a couple of like little and bits. Even and even outfits, I remember now, actually. You we went to like... New York in January, didn't you? Oh, yeah, in February. I February. went to New York for work and I came back with like a little... Baby grow out. Thing, thing like, I don't know, like New York City or, or whatever, yeah. And my friend had sent me some baby clothes and socks and all these yeah, different had, cute little yeah, and things. Yeah, your mum bought you a few things, yeah. Yeah, so we'd started to get these different items. Yeah. Um, all right, so we went for the second scan yeah. in, in April. But by this time, we were super excited, obviously. We kind of, we'd started looking at prams and push chairs. Yeah. yeah, everything was moving forward. And everything was going, and, and, yeah. yeah. And... Um, I remember, so we went for the scan. Uh, I actually I, took a photograph of myself in the mirror, like in the bathroom before. I was so excited. I had a little bump. But well, I was like, what I remember as well is when I sat down, um, you asked the the nurse, um, you were like, do you mind if I film? You took your camera, yeah. like your, your good camera, not the phone. And you were like, do you mind if I film it? And she was like, no, I've got a lot of like measurements and things. Cause the, so the 22 weeks scan is where they actually check everything it's, it was quite long it yeah. was longer but well, it was longer, it's naturally yeah. long like they measure like the the bones the head the size and everything to make sure like the the and also the, the liquid, baby's growing so the liquid in the so back that's like spine. a series it's not just like okay yeah you got a baby hardware kind of thing like yeah. this one is like a more technical one let's say so she didn't want to be disturbed with the camera or whatever so she was like no like i i need to focus on this one so please don't and every time we went for a scan, I was so excited. I loved it because, like I said, by this point, I had a tiny little bump. Um, I was five and a half months pregnant. Um, yeah, like I'd taken a little selfie in the mirror in the toilet beforehand because I was like, oh, I want to remember this day because yeah. we've seen our baby again. We've seen a little <clears throat> bump and things like this. Actually, something I want to point out as well. Maybe I'll, well, yeah, I'll just say it now I've said it. Um, so with my work, we started doing... Um, first aid training courses and I remember I was five and a half months pregnant so it must have been right. just before we had the, like literally a couple of days before we went in for this scan and I was just wearing a top and like jeans or whatever and I remember being in there and this woman made a remark to me she said because like, I told them I was pregnant because you couldn't physically you couldn't see it a huge amount unless I wore a really tight top yeah. if I wore a jumper it was yeah, easily hidden yeah it was easily hidden um and she said to me oh my god you're five and a half months pregnant you're tiny and it didn't register. I just thought, oh, well, some people carry differently, whatever. And it was only like months afterwards, I thought, oh my God, I must have been tiny. And I had no idea mm. how tiny I was for the size. Anyway, that's kind of, yeah. that stuck out to me. Anyway, I had, right, this, so scan. had this scan and we lay down, I get my, tel my tummy out and she starts scanning and she scans for a long time. She scans, she keeps measuring things multiple times. Yeah. So something I remember, so I, I was I was seeing everything. Like I, I could see Rosie laying on a bed thing. I could see the device she was using, the like thing. computer thing. Yeah. And you had a, a TV to see your inside your, your tummy. Yeah. But you could not see what she was seeing on her screen. No, when I, I could, could just see the baby. I could see her screen. And so yeah, she was measuring thing and I didn't have a clue what she was doing. Uh, but I could see the screen. So I could see like 
arm, leg. I could see some words, so I, I knew what she was trying to do. Mm. And I could see some numbers. I didn't know what it meant, but I could see that. And, and I remember when she was doing it, I could see that when she was putting like a point here and here, and he was saying, like, okay, this is that big, uh, that I remember seeing, seeing on the screen, I don't know, like a red sign or something that was saying basically like, okay. yeah, like this is not as it should be. I can't remember if it was a sign, an icon or a, a color, but I remember that and she insisted on, on it and she was like, she literally didn't say a word for like she didn't say a word. 45 minutes. I don't I have no idea how long it was, but like, like not not like you know like oh this is there and you know like this is that like not trying to explain to us like things or or i feel like at the beginning she was okay and then she went very quiet yeah and it was just and her I was working like, mm, okay all right well she you know she she's doing something serious so we didn't yeah yeah we didn't question it um so then i she said okay we're done i wiped my stomach my tummy and she said okay you need to come and sit down for a minute and I, I think I said, like, was oh, everything okay? She said, I need to talk to you for a minute. Mm. And that's when your heart sinks and you think, oh, my God, what the hell does that mean? Yeah. And I started shaking. I'm pretty sure I started crying straight away because I knew something was wrong. You can just tell from the... From the face. From her yeah. face, <laughs> from the atmosphere, from the way that she spoke to us and from... It was just like, I need to speak to you. Get ready and sit down. So I, like, quickly wiped my tummy and sat down. And she basically explained that everything was tiny and not where it should be at five and a half months. Yeah, so, well, not everything. So the what they call the long bones, mm. which mean the arms, the legs, and the... How do you call that? Rib the, cage. The rib cage. Uh, you know, the, the according to the normal thing, they should be X, like they should be a certain length, and they were smaller. Uh, but when she showed us the paper, it was not like they were like 10% smaller. Like they were literally... Is that when we got the numbers though that day? Um, no, but they said, she said, I remember she said saying like, they're really small. She Not just very, like yeah. small, you know, like they were like she said abnormally seems, small. She said it seems very serious. They're very small. Basically, you need to be worried. This is not normal. There's something wrong. Yeah, basically and, and was what. so she wrote a bunch of things on a paper. She mentioned something about the heart. Uh, but she said, I'm not sure, mm. but uh, I would like you to see something. And she wrote like uh, just some letters, you know, uh, like not a name. So I remember looking at this paper and trying to figure out what was that. And I remember we came back typing on Google like the the letters. I think it was e EMV, I don't know, something about vascular mm. thing, um, like malformation vascular. Like, I was trying to figure out what the letter mean. And I remember finding something about the heart. I was like, okay, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, that was shit, I mean, obviously, uh, but we didn't know, like, we didn't understand, like, something was wrong, we understood it was serious. Well, I just started crying straight away. But we didn't have, we didn't know exactly what it was. Yeah, we had no um, idea, she just said to us, it's very serious, yeah. there's a problem, something's wrong, so we, I was just crying. And she and said, like, go to see the, go to this hospital, they specialize in... Um, I don't know what it's called, like difficult pregnancy, whatever. Well, she signed me up for work, didn't and, she, for a week as well? And uh, yeah, and um, and yeah, you're gonna have more exams. So I remember calling my uncle to say happy birthday. That's what I remember today. And I was like, yeah, hey, happy birthday. By the way, this is happening. Calling my mum. And we, I, w I was supposed to go to work. Mm. So I remember coming back and and calling Julien to say like, hey, I'm, this is happening. 
I'm not coming. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. Um, You've actually had to tell everyone. Yeah, I just and I had I just to couldn't. call your. Oh yeah, I had to call your mom. I had to call everyone. Yeah, I just I, couldn't talk. Yeah, you were crying, and I, I literally had to call. I don't know how many people to tell them. Uh, but the thing is, I had to call people to say something is wrong, but I don't even know what. <laughs> like, so it was like, yeah, just be prepared for something. Yeah. Uh, but I can't tell you what's going on exactly because I just don't know. Um, and then everything went pretty quickly. So that was a, yeah about the 10th of April. Um, and we took an appointment, I think, the day after to use the place or a couple of days after. I re- like Everything was really quick after that. We went to this uh, hospital in France, in Marseille, where they deal with yeah difficult pregnancy uh everything was super efficient over there we were and we were well taken very care very of uh um, we had like another scan with another uh, doctor uh he measured everything again um and i think that's when we oh yeah so when we saw the thing this is something about fingers well, no, because we went back to England at one point between that, didn't we? No, that was after. That's when we had to take the decision. Oh. We had... Because I was there for my birthday, wasn't I? 15th of April. Oh, Karen. yeah. Oh, no, we yeah. Know. We didn't know. No, yeah, no, actually, yeah. We went back to England. So, basically, yeah. this happened on the 10th. My birthday was on the 15th, and we'd already planned to go back to England to see my best friend and my little brother. And I remember at the doctor's, she was like, you should go and have a week over. I think we must have gone for a scan. And they were like okay, we need to discuss this with the medical professions. We have a meeting every week. We're going to discuss oh, this case yeah. because it's very special. It's very different. Yeah. So we're going to discuss this and we will see you next week anyway. So we're not going to see you for a week. You've already got your flights booked. Go and see your, your best friend and your brother. So we flew over and spent a week with them. And that was the weirdest time because it was like, I'm pregnant, but we had a problem. We didn't quite know how serious it was. They'd mentioned abortions, but not really. And it was kind of all very yeah. wishy-washy as to what was actually happening. And we didn't we didn't have a final answer. We just knew something was wrong and that I might not be able to have a pregnant... Um, the baby might die. I might have a... Mi- oh, but, uh, but, uh, the baby might die. I might have an abortion. Everything might be fine. We just had no idea how, like, what was going on really. Yeah, it was unclear. So uh, we went back home, spent some yeah. time with them. We took some pictures, I remember. Yeah, we went on like a beach and took some pictures and... Um, I remember actually my best friend, Karen, she's the only one who felt my baby kicking apart from Jeremy. Yeah. We stayed at hers for a couple of days and I was laying in bed one day and I was like, do you want to feel baby kicking? And she was like, yeah, okay. So she came over and like put a hand on my tummy and felt him kicking. Um, that was really special, wasn't it? Yeah. That was really well, nice. She was supposed to be the good mother, so. Yeah, she was supposed <laughs> to be godmother, yeah. Well, she is. She yeah. is still. <laughs> um, and we also stayed at my brother's. And I remember he was kicking one night and I kind of, or one morning or something, I kind of went not only to feel it, but it was really low down. And I was like, oh, it might be awkward if Ollie puts my hand, his hand like underneath, <laughs> my, underneath my jeans kind of thing. It might be weird for my little brother to do that. But I remember like wanting him to feel it. But Karen's the only person who ever felt the baby kicking apart from you. Yeah. And that was super special. It was really nice just to get away and to try and, because this is the thing. So between, between the first scan, the second scan, and then being in England, we were kind of researching and really in our heads, not knowing what was going on. Like, we were just so confused Yeah, about we were, like, reading and Googling, you know, like, okay. So, we knew, small we knew he had, or? like, small arms, small legs, and a heart condition. That's why we knew, we didn't know how serious, but so, we looked on, like, forums and then... We spent all our days Googling. We found a bunch of things that seemed serious, and we're like, okay, 
well, there's that, it could be that, but they didn't say had that. Yeah. Uh, and I remember we actually read about what the the the, yeah. the illness that he had, but I remember the the thing was saying like about extra fingers, and we didn't see that. So I was saying it's, it's yet, not yeah. it's not that one. It's not that one. Yeah, whatever. We came back. We went to the hospital and we had uh, the scan. No, so basically we went back and they'd said, okay, we've had this serious conversation. We need to do more tests <clears throat> to know what it is. We we think it might be something. We're not entirely sure. You need to see a cardiologist who's going to look at the heart. You need to see this person who's going to look at that. You need to look at this person. You need to go and see lots of different doctors, basically. So we, yeah, when it's it's funny because it seems like like we'd get to the hospital our appointment would be at like two we'd maybe get there at like one to be there early and then we wouldn't see them it felt like waiting for six hours sometimes like we'd have to wait for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours in the waiting room waiting to be seen and at the same time knowing that there's something wrong and you need to see someone now you're like tell me what's wrong give me the answers but you just have to sit and wait and then you'd be passed between doctor and doctor and doctor and it it was funny because at some point I just felt like I was like a like a pin what's that called like a pin a pin thing pin doll thing like just being poked and prodded all the time like it didn't matter what I felt like it was just like okay we're now gonna get some blood tests we're now gonna poke and prod you here we're now gonna do this test and that test and I felt like I was just like a walking womb that Mm. everyone could test on like it was weird Mm. so we ended up so we saw so should we talk about when we saw the thing yeah so we we had this first scan well this this scan at this new place yeah and the guy the big hospital was like an expert uh, and the guy measured everything again um he was talking a bit more so he was saying yeah this is smaller and i remember on the screen <laughs> like you know like when you see in the movies the stuff like it's it's not like a tv right you can't really see properly but i do remember seeing his hands and i do remember counting fingers and i was like what why wait what and i was like counting six fingers and I was looking at Rosie. I was like, "Can you see? Can you?" I felt like it was a dream. Honestly, it didn't feel. Real. I was like, "Can you see the same?" Like I was like, "We didn't." I, I don't want to interrupt the doctor, so I didn't yeah. ask. But I was like, "All right, I'm either really terrible at this, or there's really something weird here." This is the thing as well, though. When when he's scanning me, um, so our baby used to wriggle all the time for all of the appointments. He would wriggle, 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 yeah. wouldn't he? And it was really hard for them to get any clear pictures of him. So rather than just sleeping the whole time, he would be punching and kicking and moving. So he'd be like, "Okay, you need to breathe really slowly and try not to move your stomach up and down, <laughs> so I can get the right photograph." Like a good shot. So he would like press down. I'd have to basically not breathe for a minute while he like got the shot of the hand, and then it'd be a big picture of the hand. I remember laying in bed, looking over to my left to the screen, and I'd be going one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. One minute, one minute. One, two, three, four, five, six. I don't know how many times I okay, counted. Okay, let's count Let's count the other way. Let's count yeah. from left to right. Let's count from right to left. And I was like, is this... That was the most confusing thing ever. Honestly. I had no I idea like, what, what was going on. What the fuck is that? Like, yeah. Literally thought it was an alien or something like... It was so weird, honestly. But honestly, it, to explain. It, it felt like... You felt like a drug. It was, I, I, you yeah. know I was like, what? Like, it's just... It's just it made zero sense to yeah. us. It kind of felt like a dream. It kind of felt like a joke. It kind of felt like I was watching a movie. It felt like a really out-of-body experience, um, as if like I was watching somebody else do this, that it was like a joke for a TV show. or like It just didn't it just didn't make sense to us at all. We had no yeah, idea what was Yeah, super confusing. So the, the guy eventually stopped scanning. So we sit down, and, and, and he said that. He basically confirmed everything that the previous doctor said. Uh, so bones are shorter. There is an issue with the heart. 
so you're gonna have to see a cardiologist for that uh, to go a bit deeper into it and there are six fingers okay so we know how to count we we saw that we didn't make it up it was okay so based on all those assumptions it could be that but we need to have uh, a little bit more info about the heart um, and he said you're gonna see a genetician um, so yeah he told us that DNS could be they didn't guarantee at the beginning we said it could be something called uh, Ellis Van Creveld EVC syndrome um, so at least we could look into it he, 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 it was the first time seeing that for him so I remember they googled it and stuff like that tried to find some papers because they, they, they didn't know i think they basically had a database where they put in the symptoms of the baby so it's small bones yeah. six fingers problem with the heart problem with the lungs um but the head was the normal size was basically the the symptoms of what was going on and i think they basically put all those into a database and found and he's telling you it could be that yeah they found yeah. this Ellis van crevel yeah, so yeah. but it's not like a it's not like down syndrome you know that you people know about it like this is like a super stuff. So he said, "It's the first okay. time seeing it. They've yeah. never seen it before." And 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 then he said, "I will will get back to you with more information as soon as we have them." Uh, I remember seeing the we saw the genetician guy at the same time, and he told us, "Okay, we're going to be able to do some tests." He, he told us about genetic chromosome and That's about family all those history, things. Yeah, who's like had cancer and who's had diabetes. Trying to like a, a map of our chromosome to understand and stuff like that. Um, so a lot of yeah, like we're being studied basically and, and stuff like that. Um, but I remember that this at the second scan, so this guy, the doctor, uh, where we clear was like, this is super serious. Um, it's not good at all. Uh, and we might have to consider stopping the pregnancy. I remember him very, very clear with us and, and not bullshitting us. And, and he was like, we'll help you through everything. Uh, but yeah, he, he was it's like, like... Ultimately, it's your choice, but it seems like we're going to have to do it. Like, yeah, it's saying like, yeah, it's up to you, but you'll have the support. It's okay. And and uh, yeah, we'll give you all the information you need. And But it was really clear and... and he didn't want us to like have like false hope up, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, he, he was he, he was really good. I remember like he he said it in a human way, uh, but he was explaining that that was really 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 serious. It's not just a little thing, you know. Like it's not just yeah. Well, because that's the thing as well. So basically, in terms of baby's growth, I didn't know this before, so I'm going to explain it quickly. If you already know, I'm sorry, but basically babies and bones and everything else is all measured in percentile and basically 50 percentile is the normal size that a baby should be in terms of their their head their ribs their legs whatever like all the different parts of their body should be about 50 percentile because that's the average some babies are 75 because they're a little bit bigger some babies are a little bit smaller basically the bones of our baby were less than five percent less than five percentile which is incredibly rare incredibly tiny incredibly way behind the size it should have been like incredibly worrying it was just all of these like it just wasn't it wasn't like a, just a small baby it was like yeah tiny compared it was to what like it should have been a, a, a kind of sign of dwarfism yeah uh, it wasn't just like a small baby it was like a abnormally small baby yeah um and so we actually went to go and see that cardiologist didn't we? yeah 
I think he went on the same day on the evening. Went the I went like day. super late, like, like seven eight, or eight p.m. Yeah, like he stayed longer at the office for us. Because um, I think they rang him and said, "Look, we've got this really, really yeah. severe case. They need to know what's going on ASAP." Because the thing is, with pregnancy as well, the longer you leave it, the longer you leave it. So the more pregnant you are, and you yeah, kind of want to get this done ASAP. Because we sense. found out at twenty-two weeks, and then it went away for two weeks. So that was about twenty-four. Um, this this one, because went to England for about two yeah. weeks. So that was about twenty-four-ish. Yeah. Um, so we went no, to see... we didn't do England for a week. Oh, 10 days. Well, okay. Uh, so we went to see the cardiologist and he obviously focused on the heart. Uh, he scanned it for a long time, listening to the heartbeat. Checking all different angles. Putting colors in it, like we think like... We're checking the blood flow as well. Wasn't yeah, like, like the blood flow, like yeah, red, red, blue, uh, blue and red and everything like... And he, he explained it really well, like talked a lot while he was doing it, um, explaining what he was doing and everything. And and basically, at the end, we found out that... So the heart has got, like, two sides. And the wall in the middle that's supposed to separate the sides was not here. Um, and that's one of the uh, um, symptoms. symptoms of this uh, syndrome. Um, and basically, he told us that that is something that could be fixed after the birth. Uh, but it's obviously, I mean, as you can imagine, well, no, like he heart, said, heart surgeries. <laughs> he said this is something that if we carried on with the pregnancy and we gave birth to this baby, they would have to do this operation in the first two years of his life. And it's a pretty fatal and dangerous surgery because obviously it's heart surgery and it was quite a big thing. It wasn't just to, I don't know, I don't know the different things of heart surgery but he said it's a very difficult surgery it would be very hard it would be really hard for you guys to sit in the hospital and wait for your child to go through surgery and come back and it's not even guaranteed a lot of children who have this surgery die from it because it's very yeah. serious it's not like yeah just a little thing yeah you know like i don't know you go and patch and whatever it was like a, a really really serious thing and he made it very clear to us didn't he he was very yeah he was really honest, yeah. Like, the doctors that I loved the most were the ones that actually explained everything very, very honestly, very, very bluntly, but also very... Human. Humanly, yeah. yeah, rather than, you're having a miscarriage, get over it. Like, it was very much like, okay, this is very serious, and I'm so sorry, this must be awful for you. I feel so sorry for you, but I just need to be really honest and tell you everything that's happening. And it was so good to have that, because it gave us the information that we needed to be able to proceed then with our decisions and everything else that came afterwards, because had they just kind of sugarcoated it or said it quickly or whatever you don't then have the full information to be able to make an informed decision. Um, so what happened after that? Did we see, I think we saw another doctor after that. Um, it was just, it was basically four weeks of yeah, we, seeing doctors. Yeah, the day after or a couple of days after we went to see the woman. I remember the, the, those two were guys. And then we went back another day uh, to see uh, the woman at the hospital and she kind of summarized everything for us. Like she took all the information from him, from the first guy and from everything. Okay. And and she summarized everything for us. Um, they gave us the name of the of the syndrome. Um, well, they said they won't be a hundred percent sure until they do the autopsy yeah, or until the baby's it's born. Most likely to be that. Um, and yeah, they basically told us um, that this is it. This is what happened. Uh, and now it's up to you to either carry on with the pregnancy or. Uh, and the pregnancy um so the information we had was so arms and legs are super short 
um, the chest whip cage is really small as well, meaning that the lungs are not f- big enough. Yeah, big enough and developing as they should. So there would be respiratory issues. The heart is not working as it should. Um, 11 fingers, well, 12 fingers, six on each hand. Um, and also one of the things of this illness is a potential issue with teeth. Um, they were not able to see that on the scan, but potentially that was another thing. Um, and yeah, they gave us a lot of information, a bunch of things to read. Um, well, the thing as well that I, d- I, I don't know that's to mention is that the baby's head and brain was normal. So he would have he would have been conscious of what was going on. He would have known he was in hospital. He would have known things were happening. He would have been very conscious to yeah. know that everything was going on. Even like it was only a physical disease, I would say. Yeah. Not not it's not like I'm gonna compare to what people know Down syndrome when there is a a, a, a physical impact and mental, yeah. and mental impact. That was physical only. Um, yeah. The 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 brain. Or the mental capabilities weren't absolutely normal. And something else to mention. So about this Ellis Van Creveld, it's super duper rare. And basically, I think it's like seven in a million people have it in the world. And it's very prevalent in incest um, places, communities. So in particular, there's a place in Australia somewhere out back where in there's... Aboriginal... Uh, or the Amish, is it or something? Or Yeah, it's remember. basically... Yeah, right. Basically, small communities where there's a lot of incest is where it's prevalent because obviously you have to have the same gene defect to have babies that have this. So they asked us a lot of times if we were related, where did we meet? Are our families close? Obviously, we met in Australia um, like eight years before that. I'm from England. Jeremy's from France. We're not related at all. Um, But yeah, it was like it was it was just incredibly rare and everything that we read online so from what we found out, basically, obviously all these different issues, and they said to us, from what we, actually from what I found online, it said, so most babies are stillborn. Um, even if the baby is born alive, they tend to die very, very early in, in the first couple of days yeah. of life. Even if they survive that, they then need heart surgery, lung surgery, take fingers Finger off, surgery, like whatever else. Teeth. They would need lots of surgeries, which they'll probably die from. If they didn't die from that, they would then also need corrective surgery on their legs and bones because the bones are curved and like the teeth issues, like babies can be born with teeth and then they have problems with that and with the palate, with the cleft palate thing. And it was just like, there was, it wasn't just that it was one problem or two or five or 10. There was literally, I think like 15 different problems yeah, and it just, just wouldn't ridiculous. have been a life that would have been worth living. Like it just, it just, like the whole thing was just awful. So... Yeah, it was obviously a very tough decision. And yeah, we, we had about, I don't know, a week to... Well, they, they also gave me the option of doing a... Um, Amnio- amniocentesis. To confirm, yeah, it's a genetic They said thing. if you want to... They said you can... So the options were, we plan an abortion and we end the pregnancy. You call it a medical termination or something. It was never called an abortion, which annoys me because it was an abortion. Just call it what it is. Call a spade a spade. So either have an abortion... Or you can do an amniocentesis, which can affect the baby's health. 
that then you would know for sure if it was this but then they were already like we've already got all these different symptoms we're already pretty sure yeah it was like i don't know 95 percent yeah would an amnio really change your mind is it worth putting me through that physical thing and also the baby through that physical thing of having an amnio because it can be dangerous just to find out that actually is that that we already know or do you carry on with the pregnancy and just see what happens either have a stillborn or a baby that survives a couple of days or you know all the operations or and survive spend... and then you have to spend the first two or three years within in an hospital because you're gonna have i don't know how many surgery and then for them to die anyway um yeah so i can't remember how many days we had to decide on see i can't even remember is it told us that you need to decide no. before that because, no, because of the weeks I so i remember. was uh, so i had the abortion at 26 weeks and three days but I know that in France, so after I think after 24 weeks, it's illegal in normal circumstances. But after that, if you have a very, very a medical, medical yeah. issue, like we have, if it's either going to harm the baby or the mother, then they will consider it up until 38 weeks. Oh, and yeah. I remember that was really hard for me because I was like, well, I want to carry the baby as long as possible. Because if I'm going to have an abortion anyway, I want to see the baby as a full grown baby and how he would have been. But then also, I didn't want him to live that long knowing that I was going to kill him at the end anyway. So it was such a hard, like, it was just so hard. And like, the longer you leave it, the longer, like every single day felt like it lasted a week. But then at the same time, the time went super quickly. It was yeah. the weirdest, like, time, space, conundrum thing, whatever that word is. Like, it was just, like, it, I, I don't know. It was just. Yeah, so obviously, uh, well, so, something <laughs> interesting. Uh, so Rosie was, uh, as soon as we went for the first scan, uh, the the doctor gave Rosie um, how do you call it like a thing not to go to work. Oh, uh, I was on sick leave basically. Yeah, on sick leave. Here we are. I had it uh, for like a week, and then another week, and then another week. Yeah, but it was no question. And I remember asking on a second appointment, uh, like, can I have one as well? Because I I've been missing work for like a week, but my manager no, yeah yeah, yeah just to keep really. busy but like yeah. i was not officially off work and i remember asking like okay like this is serious now can i have a, a paper you know to say i can't go to work and they were like no like we can't do that for you because you know it's not you You're not pregnant. <laughs> carrying the baby i was like what hey really like, i was like i was like it's so fucked up like i don't i didn't get upset because i mean she, the nurse is not making the rules but i don't think yeah. That is so fucking fucked up, honestly. Like, thank and God your managers were so awesome. Yeah, to have like, time it, off it, work. yeah. And I remember actually. If that had been so, like a normal nine to five you just started a month yeah, ago, you'd have lost have, your job yeah. and that would have been it. Like, and it, yeah, it was basically like, yeah, no, she's pregnant, so she can take days off, but you, you know, you're fine. I was like, really? There's no reason for you to take time like, off. Like, <laughs> you kidding me? Yeah. And I remember just going to to my normal doctor, to my general practitioner, saying like, all right, this is happening. I don't give a shit what you write on the paper, but just. I want to uh, be off work. Did you say you were depressed or something? Yeah, I, I was yeah. like, I don't care. Like, write, write whatever you want. I'm not going to work. But I'm not. I can't go to work. I need to be here for my wife and for what's going well, on. For like, as well. Yeah, I was like, I don't care. I just and 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 it was great. It was like, yeah, that's fine. I don't actually. Yeah. I don't even need to put a reason. Your job, your your, your work doesn't doesn't even have to know. Like, I'm, you're off for like two months, or whatever. And you said, like, just come back if you need more. Yeah. But yeah, I remember at the hospital, I was like, this is fucked up. Like. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I feel like the whole process, the way that they treat Jeremy, is very different to how they treated me. Yeah. With even the aftercare, 
it was just it was as if it was like it was happening to me and nothing affected Jeremy at all like it wasn't his yeah, baby it wasn't was his just pregnancy the, like it was like like the passenger I don't know like yeah. the <laughs> whereas for me the whole time I was like like even I said at the beginning we're pregnant I would always say we're pregnant it was never I'm pregnant yeah. I was like we're pregnant and like, like I was just a driver you know like for them like I was like the guy coming to test and everything but I was alright like it was not happening to me it was happening to her that was really confusing um yeah, I don't remember how many days it took to decide, but I mean, we obviously talked to our parents, to a couple of people, or many. Uh, in in I think in a way, I don't know how many days it took, but we both knew pretty quickly that we were gonna end the pregnancy. Like we. It definitely took me longer. Yeah, yeah, no, but. I know like, that you and my mum were pretty vocal about the fact that we should end the pregnancy yeah like i made up my mind pretty quickly uh just everything didn't add up and i was like this is just for me i think this is the right thing to do uh, in my head my, my thought process was uh now i remember we had a conversation in the park one day and i remember something saying like if he was like down like it's not because we're gonna have a a baby with health issues health issues that i want to stop the pregnancy like it would be down syndrome i would have kept it uh the the thing was that even if we say that we're gonna go through and we're gonna carry on the pregnancy the odds of having a baby that would stay alive and grow as an adult were not inexistent, but really, really low. Yeah, I remember that was that was the thing that made me decide. It's like, well, even, even if, if we I, make it, but even if the preg- even if the baby would have made it to two years old, the quality of life he would have had yeah. a breathing support. He would have had heart issues. He would have had probably s- s- like. S- things strapped to his legs to keep his things properly fingers removed like yeah that was the thing that was like that the ho- like the whole life would have been health issues it's not just like oh they might be ill for it's a year it's not something you can fine. fix like, quickly and then that's it like it was like a, be a, life a lifelong uh list of issue and, and pain and, and and yeah and like even if you give birth to a baby that's alive he's gonna have a fucking heart surgery i don't know many times in many weeks later and everything and and i I felt like that was just not right to put the baby through all that. Um, I remember also selfishly thinking, I don't know if I could deal with it. Mm. I don't know if as a couple we could deal with it. Like being like two, three, four years in the hospital, looking at your... You know, like just when you have like a friend going for a surgery because he broke his arm, like you're worried about it. Mm. Like when you're someone I care about. So imagine like your own baby, your first one as well, uh, don't matter, but, uh, having a heart surgery and like super super serious stuff I, I don't know if i if how how are we gonna handle that like mm-hmm. at all like yeah it was all those things that if you put it like you know together it was like as, as hard as it is i think that's the right thing to do um i think yeah. for me like the only the only thing I wanted to do was to see my baby alive. That was literally the yeah. only thing I wanted to do. And I, w- I would have done anything 
for that to be the case. And to be pregnant be longer now as well. Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted like I enjoy like I loved being pregnant so much. I just loved the feeling of it. I loved experiencing it. I loved telling people I was pregnant. I just loved the whole thing. Um. So my like I would have done anything to see him alive. Honestly, I used to think about him being born and crying and breastfeed. Like I really wanted to breastfeed. That's something I've always wanted to do. And like teach a child things and have them grow up and have their own personality and make jokes with them and like I've always been the person that like is so good with kids like Jeremy's family <laughs> I'm always with his two cousins from the, from the age that they were born well Alex was four but I would rather be playing with them in the garden than yeah, sit and have now. an adult <laughs> conversation yeah I play with them the whole time rather than have an adult conversation like I just love kids I love being with them so I so so badly wanted to give birth to have a baby that was breastfeeding to you know buy all the clothes and have all the cute things and just be a mum that's all I ever wanted in life like I said at the beginning like that was my dream in life was to be a mum and to have kids and have a family so to be put in this situation where it's like do I take the selfish route where I give birth to this baby even though he's gonna be in agony and pain and have to have surgeries or do I do the not selfish thing and not put him through that and that honestly, I can't explain. I can't explain how hard of a decision that is for anybody to make about any like anyone who goes through anything like this. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. I wouldn't wish it on anybody. It's just the hardest decision. Yeah. To want something so badly, and know that you're ending your own child's life that you've wanted for years. So it was obviously it was the hardest decision ever. And. I still, I don't question it now, but I remember I did do for a while, like, what would have happened if we just carried on? Would he have been okay? Would he have had surgeries? Would he, you know, would he still be alive today? Like, we have no idea. Yeah. And I think that's the hardest part for me is the not knowing what would have happened. But at the same time, I didn't want to put him through any sort of pain, any sort of agony, any sort of operations and scares. And so honestly, like, if I was being selfish, I would have kept him. I would, have kept, I would have given birth, would have kept him alive, would have done everything for him. But I had to be not selfish and think of him and think of his pain and his needs and put him first. That's where the decision was made, basically. I know one thing also that went through my mind was uh, I thought at the time I'd rather take the decision now and and ended now rather than seeing that's I think where we're different uh, rather than seeing and then having him die after a week um, I felt that's really personal that would have been worse I don't know if I would have been able to deal with it because you make it to the end and then still it would have been taken away from me and and I remember having that I don't know if I will be able to deal with that. Um, See, it's hard because then at the same time, I yeah. was like, but at least I would have seen them alive. I would have seen yeah, his yeah, eyes yeah. open. I would have seen him yeah, breathing and crying that, and yeah. breastfeeding and you would have had all these experiences. Yeah. But then also it means you'd have more to lose and more to yeah, remember. I mean, yeah, like because the, like I, I remember being pregnant, but I don't ever, I never saw him alive. So I don't, I know, you know, I don't remember his cry. I don't remember his smile. I don't remember his eyes. I don't remember all these things because it never happened. So it's kind of like you you'd have more to lose as yeah. well. I remember that was in a, in a process. 
Um, yeah, I can't remember how long we it took us to actually take the decision, but one day we, we did right. Uh, so we decided to take the pregnancy and we had to go to the hospital to sign the papers. And I know for me that was the hardest the hardest thing because <laughs> um, I had to sign a paper um, to basically kill my child and to this day that's still the yeah to this day that you know when it's just a thought in your head like <laughs> it's just a thought but that was making real and yeah, signing this paper was the hardest fucking thing that I've ever done. Like, you know, I don't have a word for it, but I can see, I can see the room, I can see paper, I can, I still see in my head. I remember signing this paper. And I know it was the right thing to do. I don't regret it, to be honest. I, I still believe that was the the right decision. But yeah, signing this paper was the hardest thing for me. The hardest. That was... Yeah. I remember you said to me that you found it weird how easy I found it. Like, how just quickly yeah. I signed it. I think you were like, God, I thought you'd be in there for like 20 minutes, like crying and not doing it. But I think that by that point, like I'd already made that decision. I'd already made the decision. For me, it was already done. So signing that paper, was ju- it was just another like... Formality. A formality, yeah, because yeah. we'd already seen genetic people. We've, we've been to a heart doctor, we've been to this doctor, that doctor. Da, da, da. I've been poked and prodded so many times. It was just sign a paper. Okay, fine, I'll sign a paper, whatever. It's just, like, to me, that wasn't a huge, I know yeah. it was, it's, that's the thing, it's, it's so different for both of us as well. And that's why I'm telling a story with Jeremy, because my experience of all of this is entirely different to Jeremy's, even though we went through the same thing. Our experiences mm. are completely different, and things that stand out to me stand out differently to Jeremy, and it's. Yeah. Because obviously I didn't have all the physical things in me, so I, I have a whole different experience. But yeah, signing this paper was honestly the, the worst. The, well, the second worst thing. But yeah, the, that was, I mean, man, talking about taking fucking hard decision, you know, like after that, <laughs> I can tell you that taking decision is easy in a sense. Um, can I talk about something I've just remembered? Something nice. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't remember at what week I was, but I started feeling the baby kicking. And I was so happy because at the beginning it kind of feels like butterflies a little bit. And I've heard people say that before and I didn't quite know what that meant. But you kind of feel kicks and you're a bit not sure if it's that or if it's just your gut giving you a bit of a <laughs> a bit of a hard time. <laughs> but then I started feeling kicking on a regular basis. And I would press my hand into my stomach and f- like feel him kicking. And the day that Jeremy felt it was one of my favorite days ever. Because <laughs> I was like, I've been trying to get Jeremy to feel it for a couple of days. And I was like, you should be able to feel it. You can oh, feel yeah, it, Jeremy. Want to. Yeah, he was never moving. Yeah, and I was like, Jeremy, like, so I'd put his hand on my tum- stomach and really press it down. I'd be like, okay, he just kicked. Did you feel it? And he'd be like, no, I didn't feel it. Didn't <laughs> and it was not on for a couple of days. And the day that you felt it kicking, oh my God, I cried. I was so happy. Yeah. I was like, yes, we're in this together now. Like, you're part of it. Because I felt like before then, because I hadn't, I didn't really show much either. Because like I said, the baby was tiny. So even at five and a half months, I didn't barely look pregnant. Um, That was such a nice moment for me yeah. when you felt him kicking. I just wanted to bring that. I don't know, yeah. I just remembered it. Made it be real. Yeah. So I guess that's the end for this episode. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna stop it here. Uh, but yeah, basically, we 
we signed the paper to stop the pregnancy and have the abortion. Um, so then the next step was to get the appointment for that and 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 to proceed. Um, I remember we planned it for the fifth actually for when for the fifth. I think it was a Wednesday, and then they said actually there's an opening on Monday. No. Yeah, we did it on Wednesday. Oh, so the, okay, so we yeah. planned it for the fifth on the Friday yeah. then. And they said actually there's an opening, there's cancellation or something on the Wednesday. Do you want to do it then? And yeah. we're just like, yeah, okay, just, just so get we had it done the appointment like... for the third of May. It was a Wednesday, third uh, of May, twenty seventeen. Now, yeah. So yeah, we'll go through that in the next episode because it's going to be another long and emotional one. Um, just to let you know, I'm going to be very um, raw, raw, a bit like with the miscarriage that I had earlier. I'm yeah. just going to talk about everything that happened, the feelings, the things that happened, how much blood there was, all the rest of it. So it's actually it's 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 feels it feels like therapy going through this. <laughs> But it's so nice. I'm gonna. I feel like people talk about miscarriage and infant loss in a very, very surface, surface level way, it. yeah. And you don't often hear like actually how much blood there was, or actually what it physically felt like, or how I don't know. Anyway, so I'm gonna be very raw and very real and try and say exactly what happened. So please stay tuned for next week's episode. I think it's gonna be really eye opening, really really great as well for our friends and family to listen to because a lot of them don't really know exactly what happened um in terms of on the day and yeah, afterwards and yeah. so yeah so yeah um if you made it this far well done yeah thank you for listening <laughs> sorry about all the crying uh, and yeah we'll we'll carry on uh next week uh yeah thank you for tuning in again make sure you you know follow subscribe so you don't miss the next uh three episode but yeah we're gonna focus the next one on the abortion and the after the after the aftermath aftermath here we are um the, what, I would like the to, abortion. what i would like to do as well is leave some links in the show notes some abortion support groups and miscarriage support groups because this happens all the time to women on a daily basis and it needs to be talked about more. So we'll try and leave some links down below that might be helpful if you know someone or if you're going through any of this yourself. You're not alone. We love you. Yeah. And we'll be back next week with a new episode for part two. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye.